Hey, 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 what is up, everyone? Uh, it truly is a podcast party here tonight, everyone. Uh, hey there, it's Denise. You are watching Speak Now Pro Wrestling December 6th. And like every Tuesday, we are here to chat about WWE NXT. And apologies for uh, being a couple minutes late. I'm usually not this late. But um, if you guys tuned into NXT here today, you saw that there was a little bit of some news. Um, uh, going down um, on the show. And uh, so a couple of you guys saw that I, on uh, my previous shows, excuse me, on my previous shows, I had basically announced that I had two upcoming announcements that were going to be made. And a lot of people of you were wondering, like, what the hell is Denise going to do? What's she going to say? What's her announcement going to be? Well, it's official. Uh, this weekend, I will be in Florida and I will be one of the hosts for the NXT deadline uh, kickoff show, their pre-show that they do before the pay-per-view uh it'll be myself along with sam roberts and mackenzie mitchell and let me tell you guys i am so excited i legitimately kept this secret from everybody for like a month okay for an entire freaking month i had been dying to tell people and i couldn't tell like anybody oh well, i did tell a couple of people but uh thankfully they didn't tell anybody so yeah um i told like close friends and close family members obviously um that i would be doing uh this pre-show and i'm so excited because um i don't know how many of you guys know this but i think a few of you do obviously but um i have done several appearances now with wwe uh, my first one was actually all the way back in 2019 when I was part of the Hell in a Cell watch along and I was there with Sean X Pac Waltman and when you guys I've talked about this story numerous times um from there I also did um I also did the, uh, excuse me, the 2021 Elimination Chamber watch along where I got to appear alongside uh, Matt Camp and Ryan and Booker T. And that was really, really great. Um, also got to appear on WWE Evil, The Great Debate, which also aired on the Peacock. And also last year, I was part of the 2021 NXT War Games. I was a guest also on the pre-show. But this is the first time then I am going to be on the entire pre-show. So the full 30 minutes I will be on and I will be like a, a fish, like a guest co-host. Like I won't be, you know, from here, from my computer, like I normally am, I will be there in person. So I'm really excited um, just to give you guys a little bit of some quick information. Uh, this is like very exciting for me guys, because you all know here that it doesn't matter what day it is i am here to do the freaking work uh for those of you who are constantly watching f4w online you know that i'm doing commercials creating commercials for wrestling observer live you see them all the time whether they're games interviews you name it they're there uh i also do the uh you know the latest where i post daily news videos all of those are shot and edited by me and put up there by me then i'm here three times a week doing these shows on top of that running my channel appearing on fightful and taking taking on additional gigs. So sometimes it literally feels like you're working and you're working and you're working and you just, you're wondering like, okay, when are things going to happen? Right. And so when I got the call of like, Hey, Denise, you know, we were wondering if you want to be part of the pre-show. I was like, Holy shit. What you guys want me? Like, this is nuts. Right. Well, I mean, I didn't say that on the actual call, but I was thinking it, you know? And so it was just really cool to hear that they um, wanted me 
to be part of this and not just that but that they trusted me to take on a uh, position like this and obviously this was something that uh, last month Dave LaGreca did and uh, he killed it so hopefully um, so hopefully I, I do just as well um, so I'm very excited and I want to thank everybody who's already sent me like so many like messages I've been seeing all of these my that's why I was so late because everybody kept messaging me and my phone was blowing up and I was like oh crap 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 I got a show to do I can't uh, sit here all day and respond so afterwards i'm gonna go ahead and take my time and actually look um at all the responses but yeah i'm really excited and really all i just want to say guys is do not give up keep freaking working and working freaking hard because you just never know what's gonna happen and if you believe in yourself and you manifest things things will happen so let's get into this we got a couple of super chats and then we'll go ahead and dive into today's episode of nxt which was the go home show into nxt deadline so here we go um i got a super chat here from darf steven uh 777 who says congrats denise and thanks for everything uh you're very welcome and thank you so much for sending in the love here uh m Durrett sends in a super chat saying at the kickoff denise needs to announce she's the first entrance in the women's royal rumble match can you imagine that i that would be be awful that would be very very awful but uh <laughs> uh thank you so much to m Durrett for uh making me laugh here we got a comment here a super chat here from sam Piboon. thank you so much to sam who says congratulations to you denise to be co-host for nxt deadline uh this saturday with sam roberts yeah i'm so happy uh and obviously sam roberts got to um he was part of my uh post show last month and we had such a great time talking about Halloween Havoc. It was so much fun. Um, so that was pretty freaking cool, you know, like pretty freaking cool to have him on the show. And now it's like nowhere did I think that I would be like, you know, there in person. Like I'm telling you guys, when I got the call, I was not expecting it whatsoever. It really, truly came out of the blue. Um, so uh, thank you so much to Sam Boone for also sending this in. Um, this is from Juan Ortiz. Thank you so much to Juan who sends in a super chat as well saying, oh my God, it's fellow NXT superstar Denise Salcedo. Congrats on the NXT pre-show Hollywood step host Salcedo. Guys, it, I don't, I don't want to obviously talk about this like too much because I don't want to, I always have to talk about everything else, but I do want to say one more thing that this year I made my ring of honor debut and now I'm making my official like official in-person NXT debut. And to me, like, I don't even know what to say. I don't want to cry. I don't want to cry. I ain't going to cry on this stream, guys. It ain't going to happen. No one make me cry. It ain't going to happen because the last thing I need is for, for for some weird crying videos of me to be floating all over the internet. Uh, but thank you so much to Juan Ortiz for also sending in uh, this super chat as well. And we got one here from Heidi Ho. Uh, you changed your username, but Heidi Ho sends in a generous super chat saying, uh, WWE needs to give the Thea Hale, uh, needs to give the Thea Hale her own show. I need her on my TV screen way more often. Oh, and congrats, Denise. I'll watch you on the Peacock Saturday. Please watch me on the Peacock this Saturday. Um, and yes, Thea Hale has been uh, killing it. Uh, her intensity, her energy has been like off the freaking charts. And I almost feel like every week she gets more intense. Like, um, I, I wonder how much of that I feel like to have that kind of energy, it has to be like a natural thing. So I would really love to know how she is like behind the scenes and stuff. But um, thank you so much to Heidi Ho for sending in this very, uh, uh, very generous super chat as well. Um, okay, let me just catch up here with the comments and let's go ahead and get into the show every one zeta lauer says we want tears everyone always wants tears right we just got to get the drama huh we want the drama um okay 
Let's get into the show. I actually want to kick things off uh, a little bit differently than what we normally do here on the show. So normally what I do is I run through things chronologically and then kind of go into, um, you know, the predictions and stuff. But because this is the NXT uh, Deadline Go Home show, I actually want to kick it off with predictions this time because I kind of want to weave it into what actually happened on the show because there were some things that happened on the show that I thought were, uh, you know, there's some things that I think are going to go by a little bit faster. So I want the meat of the show to really be a deadline. Uh, thank you so much to the BEP Junior who says, congrats, Denise, you rock. And thank you so much for sending in the super chat. Um, it's much, much appreciated, seriously. Um, all right, so let's kick it off with uh, the updated card for Deadline. And let's just kind of go from there, everyone. So let's start off with Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. So this, this was a match that was recently added today. So today we got two new matches that were added to the card, and this was one of them. And I'm going to start off by saying that. So we had... Uh, Isla Dawn in a match today, which was this was her first uh, match on NXT given uh, after she cost Elba Fire her her chance at defeating Mandy Rose for the NXT Women's Championship. So we did get to see Isla Dawn in action today against Thea Hale. And um, this was, again, her first match since her costing Alba Fire the match. And this was a pretty, like, simple, straightforward match. We had Thea Hale, who was pretty, pretty damn fired up during this. And she brought down Isla Dawn just a couple of times. But for the most part, Isla Dawn hits her finisher twice and she gets the win. But it was immediately after this that you see the fire coming up from behind and the second you saw the fire you knew obviously that it was Alba Fire coming out to essentially kind of get her revenge on Isla Dawn for costing her the match so they ended up making this match official for NXT deadline now this was something to me that I feel was kind of an um Unexpected for Alba Fire because at this point, I legitimately thought that she was already going to be NXT Women's Champion. Like at this point in time, a month ago, I thought she was going to be champion. I wasn't expecting Isla Dawn and I wasn't expecting to not see gold around the waist of Alba Fire. But we're finally getting this one-on-one -on -one, and I think that this is the right thing to go because obviously Alba Fire has to get her revenge on her uh, for costing her that match. And we didn't see anything from her uh, following that match. It kind of took a while. And this was the first time we actually saw her come out and be like, dude, what the hell? Why'd you do this, right? So um, this one here, I feel like, see, I'm a little bit torn on where I think they're going to go with this one because I feel if you give Alba Fire the win right away, it's like, yes, she gets the win and she gets her redemption, right? But I feel like because this is really a story that I think that they can kind of continue uh, and go with it a little bit further. And Isla Dawn, I don't think I necessarily want to see her lose in her first, you know, official, uh, you know, premium live event match. So part of me is wondering they could either have Alba Fire 
defeat Isla Dawn and kind of wrap this up and, you know, get it over and done with, right? But I kind of don't want that. I want to see them, you know, kind of tell a little bit of a longer story with both of these women because I think that the story is there. Now, obviously, we still don't know if Alba Fire is going to be moving up soon to the main roster, if she's going to finish this story down with Isla Dawn and then move on to the main roster. I don't know because, again, I thought at this point in time that Alba Fire was already going to be holding the NXT Women's Championship, and I was completely, uh, completely wrong. But I like this, though, because it's you got these two uh, fiery redheads that I feel that they can do a lot together, and I want to see what Isla Dawn is capable of. And I do think Alba Fire is definitely the right opponent for that. Uh, so anyways, we'll see how that goes down. And honestly, I'm a little bit torn, but I am going to go with, I want to see Isla Dawn win. Screw it. I'm going with Isla Dawn on this one, just because I want to see the story uh, spread out a little longer, but that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, we got a super chat here from Steven who says, uh, you deserve it. Thanks for always being kind to me. Uh, you're very welcome. And thank you so much for the love, man. Oh, I'm feeling the love today, guys. I'm really feeling the love today. Uh, we got Chase Elliott who also says he thinks that Isla is going to win. We got a couple of people here that are thinking Isla is going to get the win. So I'm kind of glad because I was afraid I would be um, alone with that prediction. We got a super chat here from Sheldon Jackson. Thank you so much to Sheldon who says, uh, congratulations, Denise. This is well-deserved for you and all that hard work you put into it. Hopefully this check will pay off the Taylor Swift ticket that you bought. Oh my God. Uh, I love how everybody knows that I have to pay off this Taylor Swift ticket thing. And it's because I literally mentioned it like on 500,000 podcasts. Um, but now there's actually another announcement that I'm going to be making in a couple of days and uh, that I'm really excited about that one too. So just hold up just a little bit. Uh, but thank you so much to Sheldon Jackson for the love here. Um, all right. So let's see what else we got here. This is a comment from Justin Martin who says, uh, Isla and Alba both really need the win. It could go either way. I'll go Alba by a nose. Yeah, that's the thing. It could go either way. It just really depends on how much more they want to get out of this story. And truthfully, I feel like if you're not going to have Alba Fire immediately go to the main roster, who else is she going to be feuding with? You might as well tell a longer story with her and uh, Isla Dawn. Uh, let's see what else we got here. This is from Roy Vincent Cruz, who says, I think Isla Dawn will win. Then Alba Fire will be an entrant to the Women's Royal Rumble and get called up to the main roster. Look. Dude, low key, low key, I would not mind that whatsoever because obviously if Alba Fire is headed to the main roster and she were to like put over Isla Dawn on her way out, uh, I think that would be freaking phenomenal. So we'll see what happens because I, I really do think that Alba Fire is ready. And also, you know, if you tuned into any of my other post shows, you know that I've said this a million times, but uh, we need more women on both Raw and SmackDown more specifically SmackDown, but uh, regardless, we still need more women. So Alba Fire would definitely be a great addition, uh, regardless on what roster they would decide to go with. Uh, thank you so much to Roy Vincent Cruz for also sending in uh, his thoughts on all of this. Um, alrighty, so let's go ahead and move on from here. So after this, let's jump into Pretty Deadly versus the New Day for the NXT Tag Team titles. Okay, so you're probably wondering, if you didn't watch NXT today, you're like, did she just say the New Day? 
what the fuck what's she talking about um well let me explain to you what went down here uh so that so pretty deadly basically came out and you know how they are they do these really uh how do I say like outlandish uh, types of skits and uh, all of this that they do, right? So they came out and we had, they did like the, the a telling of a real Christmas story, but it's literally about them and everything that they've pretty much done and accomplished. And you had Kit dressed as Santa Claus and you had Elton dressed as an elf and he was sitting on top of him and they were telling this little story they had this really cute setup with the christmas tree and big giant uh gift boxes and you know just the works right so once they're done telling their little story the new day comes out the new day interrupts them and they basically tell them you just said you don't have any other teams to face so we're here and we issue, we issue you a challenge for those NXT tag team titles at NXT deadline. And um, this is not the first time, obviously, that we have seen main roster stars go to NXT. We saw it with Dolph Ziggler. We saw it with Natalia. Um, hell, we even saw it with AJ Styles. And we saw it with a couple of others. So this was kind of like the... We also saw Viking Raiders. But I'm trying to think if there was another tag team that I'm probably forgetting from the main roster that came down to work with the tag teams. If somebody else remembers anybody else besides the Viking Raiders, please put it in the chat because my brain's blanking right now. But we got the New Day. And so the New Day comes out and essentially challenges pretty deadly. And later on in the show, they announced that it's official. And it had to be because they literally threw Elton into a Christmas tree. I'm sure that hurts. And then they put the gift box, smashed their heads with the gift boxes. Um, and the gift boxes were really freaking huge. So they just like smashed their heads. And so their heads were like inside the gift boxes. This was a pretty good like little beat down. I really enjoyed this beat down from the new day to pretty deadly. And so uh, let me see if anybody else brings up some other ones. Oh, yeah. Nikki Ash and Dewdrop were another one as well. Uh, thank you so much for uh, bringing them up too. Uh, Brawling Brutes as well. Thank you. Um, anyways, so the new day versus pretty deadly i am not expecting to see the new day win this match i think what they're gonna do is really because pretty deadly there there's only so many options for them to work with certain guys right like certain teams and i feel like this was one of those situations where it was like okay well we don't really have anybody right now to go up against pretty deadly and you obviously want to draw more eyes to the show. So what do you do? You get some main roster stars. And they did that with the New Day. Now, Pretty Deadly is a really good tag team. So given the fact that they're going to wrestle the New Day, I'm expecting a really good match. And I am expecting Pretty Deadly to get the win here. I don't know um, how it's going to happen or what, but I just feel like they have to, you know, because they are... They're, they're really just, you know what? I'm not even going to say they have to. No, I take that back. I take that back because when we had Dolph Ziggler and Braun Breaker, we had that back and forth with the title. And granted, I wasn't that big of a fan of that because I think it actually hurt Braun Breaker to do that. Part of me wonders, I don't, I wouldn't hate it. And I don't think this is going to happen, but I wouldn't hate it. actually would like it if we got the new day doing a program 
was pretty deadly for a couple of weeks, kind of just like what we saw with Dolph Ziggler and Braun Breaker. And even though the New Day obviously doesn't need to win the NXT Tag Team titles, and it would, I don't know if it would hurt pretty deadly, but if they were to tell a competitive story and we were to get like a series of matches between the New Day and Pretty Deadly, I can't imagine that totally hurting Pretty Deadly or hurting Pretty Deadly. I would actually want to see this back and forth between the New Day and Pretty Deadly. Like I could, I feel like they can do a series here. But my my gut is still saying that they're just going to come in, they're going to have a competitive match, and we're going to see Pretty Deadly uh, take the win. That's what my gut is saying, but I wouldn't mind seeing uh, a longer program be told here with The New Day and Pretty Deadly. I just think that uh, it would just add so, so much to the men's tag team division on NXT. God, it would help. It would do, like, really awesome. But there you go. That's what we got um, for this. And I'm going to go with Pretty Deadly as my official prediction. Um, but I kind of like that's a little bit of a toss-up there. Um, all right. So let's see what we got here and see what people um, are saying. Uh, this is from Ender Buckley, who says, Losing to the second longest tag team champs won't hurt them, but I agree. I think Pretty Deadly wins. Um, we got Zeno Hour here, who says, New Day should win. New Day can become Triple Crown Tag Champions. It could lead to New Day Pretty Deadly Imperium Feud on SmackDown. Oh, I love your thinking very, very long term. Um, we got Christopher Smith, who says, I could see Pretty Deadly retaining till they get some uh, new teams. That's that's kind of where I'm thinking, and that's that's kind of where I'm at as well, honestly. Um, all righty, so... I think for the most part, we all kind of know where this is going. I think we do. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and move on. Let's get into Braun Breaker versus Apollo Crews. And this is going to be a match for the NXT Championship. And this this buildup to, to this match has been a little bit different. We've seen these two guys literally having breakfast together. What was it? Two weeks ago. And then here they are now on a fishing trip. And um, they do this vignette where they're fishing and kind of, I think Apollo Cruz, Apollo Cruz, if I remember correctly, gets a fish or something. I forgot what it was that they were doing there. Um, but hold on, I wrote it down on my notes here. Ah. Uh, I don't even remember. All right. Um, <laughs> sorry, guys. There's just so much going on in my head right now. I'm like, ah, there's just too much to remember. Um, okay. So with Braun Breaker and Apollo Cruz, there has been this, God, this is, it's been, it's, it hasn't been the buildup that I expected it to be. I feel like they're both more on this, like, I don't know. They're both trying to like prove to one another that the other one is better, but I like what this is doing because it's different. And I feel like it's adding not just to Apollo Crews because we have been seeing, uh, you know, the character development for Apollo Crews really has been so much more different than what we've seen on the main roster ever since he got to NXT. And with Braun Breaker, I feel like we haven't really gotten that with Braun Breaker. Like with Braun Breaker, we, every feud has been so different that he has done. Like we talked about Dolph Ziggler. That was very different. Uh, the stuff that he did with Joe Gacy was very, very out there in terms of completely unexpected. I mean, they were doing all of these, uh, you know, weird things, right, with Joe Gacy and Braun Breaker. And now they've completely switched things up in the telling of this match heading into it with Apollo Crews. So I like the way that they're doing it. But it, it, it kind of makes me forget a little bit that this is a match for the NXT uh, championship. Like, it 
I don't, when I think about NXT deadline, I think about the Iron Survivor Challenge. I don't necessarily think about the NXT Championship. So I don't know if this buildup to Braun Breaker, Apollo Crews has necessarily been, you know, the hottest or anything like that, because I do feel it's a little bit on the back burner because uh, I'm more interested in the Iron Survivor Challenge. So that's kind of where I'm at right now uh, in regards to all of this. Um, and let's see what else we got here. This is a comment, a comment from Clinton Chia who says, I think that match will surprise people in a good way. Oh, I think it's going to be a great match because you got Apollo Crews who can do, uh, you know, the, the man has a shit ton of energy. Okay. And when he goes out there and he, he hasn't had like a bad match on NXT and he didn't have bad matches on the main roster. It was just that, you know, the character that, that he was given, uh, I think that took away from, from what he was doing, but his in-ring work, I don't recall anybody ever like shitting on his in-ring work. Right. And now we actually get to see it, uh, you know, get to see it unfold just a little bit more. So I'm expecting a pretty good, like I'm expecting a hard hitting type of uh match between Apollo Crews and Braun Breaker because they both have something very similar and that is freaking energy uh Braun Breaker that level of intensity that he can hit when he's going out there like even just seeing him run the ropes or if he does a clothesline or if he does anything it always comes with a tremendous amount of intensity and I think that's going to work and balance itself out really nicely with Apollo Crews so I think the match is going to be great it's just that Again, my focus is a little bit more on the Iron Survivor Challenge just because that feels like the real, um, you know, that feels that feels like the meat, obviously, of the show. Um, but thank you so much to Clinton for also sending in your opinion here on that. And um, let's see what else we got here. I'm definitely expecting Braun Breaker to retain. I'm not expecting Apollo Crews uh, to win the NXT Championship. Uh, Chase Elliott says Braun is probably going to retain. Oh, I think I'm like... 99.9% sure that Braun Breaker uh, is defeating Apollo Crews. And the only reason I'm not saying 100% is because, well, because I don't know for sure, for sure, right? So I'm going with 99.9% sure that Braun Breaker uh, is winning here. Uh, that's where I'm at with all of that. Um, all righty. And uh, let's see what else we got here. This is a comment from Justin who says, the buildup to this match has been the most genuine personality Cruz has ever shown. That being said, Braun Breaker obviously wins to retain the title. And we got a super chat here from Brandon Roseanne. Thank you so much to Brandon, who's always showing a tremendous amount of love here on these shows. Uh, Brandon says, I'm not into this buildup. I like both competitors, but where's the animosity between the two? This comes off like a couple of buddies that will have a friendly exhibition match. Um, not a big fight feel. And that's the thing, because, you know, Technically, they're both, uh, you know, good guys, right? They're not, you're not supposed to, you know, I don't hate Apollo Crews. We don't hate Braun Breaker. Uh, so it is coming across a little bit like that in terms of you're not really seeing this like animosity, but I feel it's more so it, it's almost like a pride thing to me. When I see it, I feel like it's a pride thing. Like they're showing it in other ways where it's not so intense in your face. I'm going to kick your ass sort of deal. It's a little bit more like low key. We'll see, you know, we're treading waters right now, but watch what's going to happen at NXT, right? So that's kind of how I'm taking it, but um, it, I don't necessarily know if it has that big fight feel. I don't think it has that big fight feel because uh, if it did, I think I would be, you know, it wouldn't be kind of like, oh, 
you know, it would, you wouldn't be just talking about the Iron Survivor Challenge. You would also be making sure to make this match into a real big deal, right? So yes, I do think it is lacking a little bit of that big fight feel. Uh, thank you to Brandon Rosen for also sending in this super chat. All righty. And um, let's see what else we got here. Um, we got Zeno Hour who predicts that someone could be turning heel. Um, huh. Who would that be? Would it be Braun Breaker or would it be Apollo Crews? Do you think they need to do something to spice up Braun Breaker as NXT champion? Because that has been a conversation here. That has been a topic of, you know, people kind of feeling a little bit like, like they need more from Braun Breaker as NXT champion. So would, does he need a little bit of spicing up? I don't know. Let me know in the comments. All right. Uh, before we move on, guys, just a heads up. If you do want to help support this podcast or if you just want to show some love uh, and support this podcast or get your question, your comment or your statement read on the show, you're more than welcome at any point to send in a super chat. They help me out a whole lot. On top of that, I will be back here uh, this Wednesday tomorrow to talk about AEW Dynamite. Um, lots of great stuff that has been announced for the show. I'm really, really looking forward to Samoa Joe and Darby Allen. I think it's going to be a really fun one. Uh, so make sure you guys come in here for that and then this friday i'm probably going to be doing my um smackdown rampage pro show um from the hotel room as long as wi-fi is good then i will be live if if i have any issues with wi-fi i will let you guys know but i'm definitely planning on still doing my friday post show um except i will be doing it from a hotel room in orlando florida uh, so hopefully the internet doesn't fail me and i can do the post show um so we'll see uh, let's see what we got here. Let's see what people are saying. Um, this is YT who says, if Braun isn't moving up to the main roster, he needs to try and be heel. We got Scott George who believes that Apollo was terrible as a heel. Vance Rawlings says, Braun goes heel. I don't see it. Uh, so, so far, nobody here is technically convinced. Uh, Major Blood says, they definitely need to do something with Braun Breaker. He's doing well as a champ, but I'd like to see some development away from having the title. I honestly think they just need to keep those hot competitors coming. They just need to keep the, the challengers coming and coming in hot, man. I think that's, that's the way to build up Braun Breaker. Because when he's actually in the matches when the matches are actually happening when he's defending the title they're good and people are interested and people like what they're seeing in ring wise it's just everything else that surrounds the in-ring stuff that kind of got people going ah maybe i'm not that interested right so but every time you see him do you know every time you see him wrestle you're like wait why do I have a problem with this guy being champion? I don't have a problem with this guy being champion. But yeah, I just think they just need to keep the competitor, the competition uh, lively for Braun Breaker. All righty. And let's go ahead and uh, move on from this. And uh, also, uh, BTW guys, in the chat, uh, we do have a moderator. So if you do send any mean or cruel comments, we do have a moderator here who will take care of you because... Uh, Sadly, I was expecting it and I came prepared. I came prepared. Uh, so, so don't worry guys that we'll be taken care of, uh, in the, uh, 
in the chat. <laughs> All right, um, moving on from this, let's go ahead and jump into the Iron Survivor Challenge because this is it. This is the, the main thing we're going to talk about on today's show. Uh, there's kind of a lot to get in here. We got two matches today that were wild card matches, triple threat matches to determine the fifth and final participants in the Iron Survivor Challenge. So let's start off with the men. So the men basically closed out the show today with the Grayson Waller effect, and they had all five guys out there basically just, you know, cutting promos, uh, why they're going to win, etc. Pretty, pretty, you know, stuff that you expected to see. So that's fine. Um, in terms of who is the fifth and final participant, I got to tell you, I was completely shocked because my prediction um, for who was going to win the triple threat match between uh, Axiom, Von Wagner, and Andre Chase, my prediction was Von Wagner. I thought, I can't imagine them not picking Von Wagner to make it as the fifth and final participant. But it ended up being Axiom uh, who won in that opening match. And so Axiom is going to be added to uh, to this Iron Survivor Challenge. And um, I got to tell you, I'm very happy about it because the stuff that he did with Nathan Frazier, uh, especially that third match, that was the match that really made me into a fan of both Nathan Frazier and Axiom. And I think for the most part, when he's been put in these matches where he really has to deliver, I think he has. So I think fans for the most part, are kind of happy that it's Axiom uh, in this match instead. I think he is the one that realistically, see, here's the thing. Like, I feel he is the one that could probably add, uh, add the most in terms of what you're going to get in ring wise. So that's why I was very happy that it was Axiom to get in this. So here we go. We have Carmelo Hayes, J.D. McDonough, Grayson Waller, Joe Gacy, and Axiom. All these five guys are going to be part of this Iron Survivor Challenge, and whoever wins is going to be the number one contender and will go on to face uh, the NXT champion, which will either be Braun Breaker or Apollo Crews, and I'm just running with the idea that it's going to be Braun Breaker. So um, we kind of spoke about, you know, who I thought was going to win uh, when they first announced this, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty much still in the same exact train of thought. I don't think that the addition of Axiom has swayed my opinion in terms of who I think is winning. Uh, I really do think that they're, I'm going to just to give an actual freaking answer. I'm going to go with Grayson Waller. I think Grayson Waller is my pick here because um, JD McDonough, we've seen it, right? Joe Gacy, we've seen it. Axiom, I don't think is at that level yet. And Carmelo Hayes is my second option. Chris, Carmelo Hayes, I don't know. It's like 1A and 1B with Grayson Waller and Carmelo. Carmelo did phenomenal as NXT North American champion. And he, to me, is the best in-ring wise out of all of these guys. Out of all of these, or you know what? Because JD McDonough is really great too. But he's really, really good in-ring wise, right? And we've seen it non-stop all the time on NXT. So I feel like Carmelo Hayes could really take this, but for some reason, my gut is going with Grayson Waller. I think that Grayson Waller would be more of a little bit of a shock. I think people would be more surprised if it was Grayson Waller. So for that reason and that reason alone, I'm going with Grayson Waller here uh, to win the Iron Survivor Challenge. And I hope I don't, I hope I don't back out on my prediction because as I'm talking, 
inside my head, I'm thinking, man, Denise, maybe you should have gone with Carmelo Hayes because, dude, where do you go from Car with Carmelo Hayes now? He already was there in the NXT North American Championship picture. You kind of want to see the guy level up, right? Damn, this is a tough one. It's like 1A, 1B with me right now. I think it's either going to be Grayson Waller or Carmelo Hayes. That's it. I don't know where else to go from there. Uh, let's see what we got here. This is from Ed Jones, who says Grayson will steal a win. We got Brandon Rosen, who says gotta be mellow. Uh, Scott George also predicts Carmelo for the men's as well. We got everybody here um, going with Carmelo Hayes. We got Kyler in here who says, imagine if Twitter, imagine Twitter of Grayson uh, Waller wins. I like Grayson Waller. I kind of been a Grayson Waller fan from like the beginning. And if you go back and watch, you know, my earlier NXT 2.0 review shows when Grayson Waller first started coming out, I was a fan of the guy from the very beginning. So I wouldn't hate it if Grayson Waller got the win here. But now that I talk more, and everybody here in the chat is going with Carmelo Hayes. feel like I got to switch my prediction. Crap. I don't know what to do. Uh, let's see what else we got here and see what people are saying. Uh, this is Roy who says, Grayson Waller is decent in the ring, but he is underrated. Yeah, I think, and he's very, very good at also getting, uh, you know, that heat from the crowd. So he's very good at getting that. Anyways, that's going to be a fun one, guys. It, I think it's going to be interesting to see how the uh, dynamic and the rules of the match uh, end up playing out. Again, we got 25 minutes, y'all. 25 minutes, and whoever gets the most pinfalls, uh, you know, gets the win. Whoever, excuse me, whoever scores the most points gets the win. Like, in 25 minutes, that's not, to me, that's not a lot of time. It doesn't feel like a lot of time, so we'll see. All right, so um, let's get into the Women's Iron Survivor Challenge because we got some stuff to talk about there. So throughout the entire night, they were showing video packages uh, with all the women that are going to be part of the Iron Survivor Challenge, and they were all coming out and, you know, uh, doing their spiel and whatnot. I really liked Roxanne's per Roxanne Perez and her whole vignette because she went out there and she was just saying if uh, – you know, basically, if she doesn't believe in herself, then she might as well just, you know, lock herself in a penalty box and not even try. So she basically says the only person holding me back is me. And I really liked it because they did this reveal where the whole time you're thinking she's just talking to the camera. But what you're actually seeing is her talking to a mirror and you're seeing this reflection. So I really liked uh, whoever came up with the mirror thing. Uh, bonus shout outs because I really liked that concept. Uh, so she was definitely my favorite vignette that they did. But Let's get into who the fifth and final participant is. Uh, we had the women's triple threat match uh, towards the end of the night. It was the, it was the, technically it was the main event, but we had the men close out the show. Um, but we had the triple threat between Indy Hartwell, uh, Wendy Chu, and Fallon Henley. I thought that this triple threat uh, wild card match was better than the men's one. I thought this one, the action was just a lot better. And I felt like they gave me a little bit more. I thought Fallon Henley looked absolutely phenomenal. I loved the way that they played off the, you know, seeing two on one uh, every now and every now now and then in the match like we had uh some really good spots where like indy hartwell was body slamming both wendy and fallon we saw then wendy and fallon team up to both drop kick indy we see and uh we see indy hit uh when wendy 
with a uh, spinning heel kick at one point. We see Wendy hit Fallon with a splash. Um, they did a lot of really good stuff to keep the action going throughout this match. So I thought the pacing was really cool too. Uh, Indy Hartwell is the one that gets the win. And she was my prediction for who I thought was actually going to win this wild card because it was kind of obvious the last couple of weeks they made sure to, ever since they made the Iron Survivor Challenge a thing, they made sure to always mention Indy Hartwell when talking about it. And then prior to that, they started giving her like a bunch of wins and we started to see her uh, in ring a lot more. So I thought it made a lot of sense for it to be Indy Hartwell. I would have really loved for it to also be Wendy Chu because I think Wendy Chu keeps getting forgotten. I feel like she keeps getting forgotten. She's so good in ring wise. I think she's the best of these three. I think in ring wise, Wendy Chu's the best of the three, but I feel like she keeps getting forgotten because of the character. I feel like she's not taken seriously and she should be. So even though I was kind of hoping for Wendy Chu, we did get Indy Hartwell, which was my prediction. Um, in terms of who's winning this, we did have, um, before the show ended, we did have Indy Hartwell go up to Mandy Rose and tell her to her face that this Saturday was going to be her day and that she was going to be uh, winning and that nothing was going to stop her and all of this, right? So I thought it was interesting that they had Indy Hartwell actually confront the champion, Mandy Rose. And it kind of made me think, what if they go with Indy Hartwell to win this Iron Survivor Challenge? Part of me kind of started to second guess my uh, my pick in this match literally because of that confrontation between Indy and Mandy. But I'm still going to go with my original pick. And my original pick uh, was Roxanne Perez. Again, it's going to be Zoe Stark, Cora Jade, Roxanne, Kiana, and Indy. Um, but I just think it needs to be Roxanne. I feel like you need to. You need to move her forward, especially coming off of that story, that long story that she did with Corey Jade, which was really good. And to me, it was one of my favorite storylines in NXT 2.0. So I feel like you need to keep moving forward with Roxanne. I don't, I don't want to see her kind of take any steps backwards. And I do think if she loses this Iron Survivor Challenge, it's going to feel like a huge step back instead of a huge step forward into, you know, her possibly down the road becoming NXT Women's Champion. So for me, I'm going with Roxanne Perez all the damn way, all the damn way on this one, guys. Uh, again, whoever wins becomes the number one contender for um, the NXT, to the NXT Women's Champion. Um, all righty, and let's see what else what we got here. Uh, we got a lot of people kind of going with Roxanne Perez. We got people going for uh, Indy Hartwell. We got people putting over Kiana James. I really liked Kiana James's video as well that she did today. Um, I think she's got her character down really well. So I do really like uh, Kiana James as well. I think she's kind of been, uh, she commands attention when she's on screen. And that's something that can't be ignored. Like she doesn't just come out and, you know, do her little bits. She actually commands a little bit of attention. She makes you pay attention to what she's doing uh, on camera. So thumbs up. But yes, I'm going with Roxanne. All righty. And um, okay, let's, I already went through all the matches. Oh, shoot. I already went through all the matches. All right. Um, now let's go ahead and talk about some of the things that are not on the show that actually took part today. And, um, that leaves me with Tony D'Angelo. Uh, Tony D'Angelo is back and he is, uh, he's 
quickly defeats Zion Quinn. Uh, Zion Quinn, it's been interesting. His 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 time in NXT has been. I can't predict what they're gonna do next with Zion Quinn. It's been on and off with Zion Quinn. There's periods where they kind of push him a little, a little bit, and then we don't see him, and then he comes back and they push him, and then we don't see him again, and it kind of just feels like he's always in the same kind of position but I was not expecting him to just lose just like this to Tony D'Angelo and granted obviously Tony D'Angelo coming back from injury he's gonna get the win right like you want to give him a big little return and whatnot but I was expecting a little bit more of a challenge between Tony D and Zion Quinn but this kind of happened really fast it was kind of a quick squash there um, but we do see Wesley coming out and he uh, basically welcomes back Tony D'Angelo, uh, Tony D'Angelo, but he tells, uh, he tells Tony D'Angelo that he has, uh, that he has business to take care of first with, uh, with Dijak before he can actually give uh, Tony D'Angelo a chance at the title. And then finally we see Tony D'Angelo is cutting a promo on, uh, on Dijak and Dijak interrupts via on screen a video message and he basically cuts a promos talking about his uh his justice and bringing justice and whatnot some of the, pretty much what we've been hearing before um you know so we don't have wesley defending his title nothing has been announced yet for him i would like for them to maybe announce something but i don't know we already got five matches and that's usually where they stay at so I'm maybe not expecting anything else to be added. If anything, they probably would have already made the announcement today and we didn't. So I don't know, guys, it's a little bit telling that Wesley is not actually defending the title on the show. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not too big of a fan, not too big of a fan of not seeing Wesley defend the title, because I think if anybody needs to defend the title, it's Wesley. Like he needs to prove himself um, as champion. And I don't think he's done that just yet on television. So I feel like we need to see, we need to see more of that. You know, I really think we do. Alrighty. And um, let's see what else we got here. That's what I was someone asked here, you know, we were going to see a triple thread. I was what, you know, kind of seeing this, I thought that it would make sense to do Dijak Wesley and Tony D. Um, but again, I don't know, unless they like last minute add it, unless they at last minute do it, you know. And Zeno Hour points out that Dijak is probably much like the Punisher. He does have the Punisher vibes for sure. He does have it. Um, all right. Uh, let's go ahead and move on from here. Uh, let me see what else there we didn't get to talk about on the show. And let's talk about scripts, everyone. I know everyone wants to talk about scripts. Uh, Reggie, who is scripts. Um, we hadn't seen scripts since his debut or the character debut on NXT. And that unfortunately did not get uh got a lot of negative it got a lot of negative feedback and we all know why because of the mask and uh the build-up two scripts didn't match the character and it just in none of it was connecting right and so I was wondering okay you know based on this reaction from the people I feel like you gotta change things up with scripts like you gotta change things they gotta change the look and just make it better right um, so he comes out and he's doing this vignette. He's doing this vignette. I love it. Like the production of it is phenomenal. And if we didn't know that scripts was going to come out in this really silly mask, this would have been great. And obviously they were showing, uh, they were showing a recap of 
scripts, this match on NXT. But man, they need to not do the mask. While he was writing, so he was like writing stuff down on this notepad, he wasn't wearing the mask, but that was literally because he was like in the dark and you know, you weren't gonna be seen even if he was wearing a mask, you couldn't say anything because the, the lights were all down and they had like a little red light and all of this. Um, he's talking about, he even mentions being judged by people. And so that was interesting too, that they threw that line in there. And the whole time he's literally tapping his fingers, tapping his feet, and he's very, very like anxious, which is kind of a little bit of diff a little bit different than what we had been seeing presented of scripts beforehand. So um guys, I hope they do change the look. I don't know if they are, but I do hope so. And Jones says he broke his pencil. He was so mad scribbling and writing down all these notes and writing down his name on his notebook that he broke his pencil. Ah, oh, alrighty. Charlie Dempsey versus Hank Walker. This was a pretty, uh, pretty quick match as well. We had a lot of quick matches today on NXT, I feel. There was a lot of quick stuff, but I think they also had like way more uh, backstage stuff than they normally do. Uh, but Dempsey essentially comes out. He works the knee of Hank Walker and uh, he bends his leg all the way back while also applying a cross face. Uh, it looked really good, actually. I really liked the finish. Uh, Dempsey wins via submission. Uh, thought it was a strong finish. The match itself wasn't anything too extraordinary, but the finish was definitely uh, impactful. But I feel like they did a good job with making Charlie Dempsey definitely look like a threat here tonight, especially because Hank Walker, for the most part, had been coming out on NXT. And, you know, he's been a little bit consistent. They've been showing him every week now, or it feels like they've been showing him every week. Um, All right. Uh, let's see if there was anything else that I did not talk about just yet. Um, Lyra Valkyra. Yeah, I've been practicing. Uh, she's going to be coming out next week. That was announced here today. And then we also got a tag team match between uh, Josh Briggs, Brooks Jensen, Malik Blade, and Idris Anofi. Uh, this one here. So I personally thought this match could have been longer. I thought they could have done a lot more here because these are two good tag teams and Malik and Idris have really been doing a phenomenal job on NXT. And I do think they could have gotten a little bit more. They did let them show a lot of good. They did. They did. They did let them shine a whole lot during this match. Like we did see uh, Malik hit a really nice drop kick. He hit a nice moonsault. Uh, we'd see Idris doing a running knee. It all looked pretty good, but I do think that they could have still done a lot more. And we do see Briggs and Jensen get the win. I kind of would have liked it if Malik and Idris got the win here, just because I feel like we're constantly seeing them do good, but we're not necessarily seeing them win often. And I feel like that's where they're never going to keep, they're never going to go anywhere. You kind of always just keep them in the exact same spot. So I would like to see them give some wins to, uh, to, uh, Idris and uh, Malik. We got a super chat here from Brandon Rosen. Thank you so much to Brandon who says, I like Drew Gulak appearing on the show. Yeah, he was at ringside. Uh, he says there was no way he was getting a push on the main roster. NXT is a place where he can thrive. 1,000 freaking percent, man. 1,000 freaking percent. I mean, 
that's definitely the place where we can actually see something uh, more than just him, you know, never really getting to do much of anything. So yeah, I completely agree with you. Uh, thank you so much to Brandon Rosen for also reminding me to uh, talk about this too. Uh, thank you for the super chat. And um, okay, let's see what else we got here. Um, that was pretty much it, guys. We had a other couple like just little backstage segments, which we kind of already went over. But that was NXT today, December 6th, uh, the go home show into NXT deadline. Uh, once again, guys, before I go, I want to thank you guys so much for tuning into the show each and every single week. And I really, truly hope that you guys will tune into the pre-show um, this Saturday for NXT deadline and seeing me and please like screenshot, take pictures of you guys watching and please send them to me because I'm going to be looking at that stuff and probably crying and sobbing on my phone. So uh, please tag me, uh, send me pictures, whatever you guys can. Uh, please, please, please send them over. I would love to see all of that. Um, guys, thank you so much for everything. And I will be back tomorrow for AEW Dynamite coverage. Until next time. Bye, everyone. Take care.